0: What if my child doesn't like a subject? Let's talk about that. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Today, we want to talk about a question that I think most of us have heard at some time or other in our homeschool career. I don't like doing whatever the subject is. What about when my child doesn't like to do a certain subject? Well, let's talk about that. Here to join me is my friend and co-worker, Laura Pitney. Laura, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. <laughs> let's talk about what if my child doesn't like a certain subject? What are the next steps?
1: I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, that's hard because I think we've all been there at some point or another. So... Let's open that can of worms. <laughs> All right. Some thoughts came to mind. I think when,
0: when it, first when you hear that, the tendency is to panic. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, I must be doing something wrong. And we immediately think that it's our fault. But let's try and back up and take a broader perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always something you don't like in life. There yeah. there has to be, even as a baby, there's right. something you don't like. and. As a preschooler, there are lots of things you don't like. As a child, as a teenager, as an adult, there are things in life that we don't like. So it's not some weird and abnormal situation to have something Mm -hmm. you don't like, so we don't need to panic. But when a child says that, I think we need to check a couple of things. First thing that comes to mind is, why does that child not like the subject? If it is that the child just doesn't understand it and is struggling to make sense of it, it makes sense that they would not like it. If you don't understand something, you don't like to do it, It, it's hard. So I think in that situation, we need to, well, okay, let's, let's approach it this way. Is this the optimal learning zone for my child? It could be that they don't understand it so we need to just take a few steps back and help them understand what they're doing help them grasp it better but on the other side of that optimal learning zone is they're bored stiff with it because they already know all of that and they aren't being challenged so look at that optimal learning zone are we in there somewhere but if it's not a learning issue, if it's not in that learning zone, we're gonna set that aside. Now let's look at, it's probably just a preference zone. And, yeah. and when I think preference, I think comfort zone. Yeah. We all have our comfort zones mm-hmm. that we don't like to be nudged out of. And sometimes, some of the subjects, like picture study, or poetry, it's the same for moms. Yeah. Maybe some of us don't like to do nature study, <laughs> and so we tend to avoid it, yeah. or, or Shakespeare. Yeah. That's out of some people's comfort zone, and so they tend to avoid it. So we need to relate with our children in this, yeah. but we need to also determine why it is. If it is outside their comfort zone, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about those issues. If it's just, it's not a learning issue, it's just a preference issue. Mm -hmm. What are some thoughts you have on that?
1: Well, I think one thing is understanding that as the children grow, their preferences do change. So to be um, aware of that, that if something's going great and you feel like the child's engaged, then the next year maybe they're not. So just always kind of keep a check on as they develop as young people, you know, that their interests and preferences change too. So I think that's just kind of a a general guideline just to keep in mind. Um, But I also think about, like you you mentioned, um, life lessons here, you know, you have um, situations all through their lives. So if you figure out that it's a preference for your child, I think it's important that you can teach them, plant that seed that you still have to do what's right even when you don't feel like it. Yes, There's an integrity component to helping them find motivation to push through it and to still comply and to get it done with a happy heart even if it's not their preference. So I think there's a good teaching point there just as a life lesson and not to, to cater to them, to give in, which... You know, that's hard because everybody parents so differently. Yes. Um, but I know in my homeschool experience, when I've had children really have a hard time pushing through whatever the assignment is or a concept or um, whatever that ends up looking like, once we realize, once I realize it's their preference, um, it's helped me determine okay, what's our motivation here? Um, I want them to have that love of learning, and understand that you may not. This may not be your happy sentence. A uh, happy. I was thinking like Mo, my, old, <laughs> my older daughter is not happy with diagramming sentences, so that's what it came out. But for her to understand <laughs> that that's one way to analyze a sentence, and mm-hmm. just to understand it, and then let's move on. But the heart focus during that dislike of it you know it's just it was a a talking point for us to um plant those seeds of you know like you mentioned earlier this is a life lesson to you know just stick with it and you know do it even though you don't feel like it because it's Mm -hmm. the right thing to do
0: and it we could also approach it as a courage issue
1: yes it takes
0: courage to step outside your comfort zone yeah and do something that you don't like to do case in point I don't like to try new foods. I don't. It's like, you know this. (laughs) It's outside my comfort zone. It takes courage to step outside Mm -hmm. that. And that's different from a subject at school in a way, but that also takes courage. So if she doesn't like Mm -hmm. to diagram sentences, she understands it. First, like you said, find out why, what's the motivation. If she does understand Mm -hmm. it, and it's just a preference issue, Mm -hmm. then we could approach it from a courage standpoint of this is a good way to practice the courage it's going to take Mm -hmm. because when you grow up, you're gonna face many more things like this and maybe share from our own experience some things that we do every day as adults that we don't necessarily like.
1: And that puts it more on a positive spin. You know, it gives them opportunity to rise to the occasion. And I like that picture I get in my mind when you mention the word courage. You know, I think that that's a good point to that. Um, I think that when you have to deal with your children not complying or not liking it, and it's that just once we're in the camp of it being a preference, you know, it's an opportunity to exemplify authority. Like, as a parent, the Lord gives us authority over our children, and for our children to understand that we are accountable as stewards of them. And so, again, you don't like to do this. It's not what you would choose to do, but you still have to obey because I'm the authority over you. And to say it in a loving way mm-hmm. that um, is an example to them that we're not doing this just to make their life miserable. Yeah. You know, we're doing it because we see it, it's for their better good.
0: And as, as you said, yeah. we are held accountable yeah. for our actions yeah. too. So we yeah. can't just let you out of it. Right. Because.
1: And for some parents, that takes a lot of courage because mm-hmm. we want to, to love our children and to make life easy for them and to cater to all their wants and needs. But is that really the best thing for them in the education setting? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I take that as an encouragement, even from a parent parenting perspective to have courage to do the hard thing mm. and enforce what we expect.
0: That's um, a good point.
1: Some other practical. I know that's not good to hear. It's, it's oh, hard. Oh, it's hard yeah. to swallow, but you know, it's a big it's a big thing to shoulder knowing that like you said we're accountable.
0: Yeah. Parenting we, yeah. is not for cowards. No. <laughs> <you know? laughs> we need that on t shirt. <laughs> it probably already yeah, is true. somewhere. That's yeah. True. Just along with that, then some other practical things yeah. that we can do to try and make the path as smooth as possible. Yeah. We, we cannot say, okay, you don't have to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Not with a clear conscience, we right. can't say that. But we can try and make that path as smooth as yeah. possible.
1: And we want to. Absolutely. Like, we're, not, we, we're not out to get them.
0: Right, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Even though they think it sometimes, we're not.
0: They could think that, but sometimes we think they're <laughs> out to get us too, sure. but we won't go there. <laughs> More
1: coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So some things you can do to help make that path a little bit smoother. Number one is make sure that you're not overburdening them by making that lesson drag out longer than it needs to. Keeping that short, succinct lesson. Now, granted, if the child is dragging her heels Mm -hmm. because she doesn't like it, then it's a natural consequence it drags on. So we, but from our standpoint, we do what we can to keep it short. Yes, you don't like it, but it's just gonna be for this short time. We also can make that path a little bit smoother by using Charlotte's methods. The Charlotte Mason's methods are, I think are enjoyable, much more enjoyable than what most of us grew up with in school. But we have to be careful we are not confusing enjoyable and fun in our brains. Explain
1: the difference. Teach me.
0: (laughs) I know there's a difference. Whether (laughs) I can verbalize it or not, I'm not sure. Enjoyable means it's not tedious, it's not overburdening. Mm -hmm. It is um, basically, yeah, those types of ideas. You're satisfied when it's done. Yes, there's a good sense of accomplishment there. And it hasn't been like pulling teeth yeah. the whole time, mind numbing and yeah. all of this. Fun is more emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to just, you know, ride on this adrenaline high yeah. and it doesn't matter what we do as long as we keep that adrenaline high. Yeah. But but the emotions and the adrenaline high is not where the learning takes place yeah. most. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it,
1: it does. I think
0: that, it, Charlotte Mason methods are enjoyable Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't confuse that with this emotional high of fun all the time. Yeah, we can have fun. Yeah, it happens. At times, I hope it happens. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, but that's not the goal. The goal is to make them as enjoyable as we can with her methods, but we still have that sense of accomplishment at the end.
1: So while you were mentioning those things and the practical side of Charlotte's methods, um, being the short lessons and the the full attention and things like that, habits came to mind. Yes. And so we we mentioned integrity and the motivation of the child to stick with it, even though they don't feel like it. Integrity is a habit. I mean, that's yes. that's something that is an uh, emotional habit, if you will, or mental habit. Mm-hmm. Um, courage is a yes, habit yes. as well. So, we don't often think of courage as a habit, yeah, but it is. So, yeah, I totally see that. And then I feel like, in my experience, when older children say they don't like something, there's a conversation there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's um, whether it's a heart issue or just plain out like dislike or understanding. But with the younger children, I see the habits interlaced in the situation. So if mm. you have a six year old that realizes, you know what, I don't like to tell back to you what I just heard, you know, like uh-huh. it's a harder rebellion or it may just be um, foundations that need to be worked on to create a better student in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though we're talking about practical aspects of her methods, Like physically, what what to do to help within that subject. There's also the habit component that I just feel is so strong, or should be so strong, in developing the children and the way that they view things. Um, And we've been studying at church, um, working, helping develop our children's hearts. Mm. And you know, it's a Stepping stones to where eventually they are making independent decisions. And that's what we want them to be able to do that um, But in the early years, it's so important to expect full-time attention or, Did I say that right full full, full attention, attention yeah. full attention and first-time obedience and truthfulness? I mean those are so important and to realize that if you work on that at an early age then when you get to that conversation of that child saying, well, I don't like it, you already have, he's obviously being truthful in how he feels, yeah, you that's know, true. <laughs> and if he's already given you his full attention and he's hes going to understand that he does have to obey when you tell him to do something, then that gives you some guidance to know, okay, well, maybe this is a preference or maybe this is an understanding thing. If those, found, if those foundational habits are there, you know, it helps you figure out. Troubleshoot it later on. I yeah, so, it, would,
0: it would help. It lays the foundation yeah. for that conversation yeah.
1: Yeah. so yeah. that
0: you can get to the hard issue right away. Yeah. Because a lot of times when our kids say, I don't like, right. they use that term for many different reasons. Yeah. And so figuring out what's behind it right. is going to be a key.
1: And I mean, we're applying this to school subjects, but it's the same idea of if you fix, you know, bacon and eggs for breakfast and your True. child says, well, I don't like that do you cater? Do you say, okay, go get cereal or I'll make you, you know, cinnamon toast or whatever. You know, it's the same idea of, Mm -hmm. you know, being consistent to where that they understand, again, that there's an authority figure there and that, you know, what's best for them. And to say something along the lines, well, I know this isn't your favorite meal. Maybe another day I can make, you know, what you would like another day, but this is what we have today. So thankfulness.
0: Yes. You know, courtesy. I just,
1: I yeah. just see that, you know, yes, we're talking about, well, I don't like this or I don't want to do this in the school subject, but it's really a life lesson in all areas.
0: Because there's always going to be something in life yeah. you don't like. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs> Comes right back, full Not circle. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Your Questions Answered. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also listen to the audio version of the podcast, or you can read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.